Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. Adam, would you just pop up the context for life groups? We've got four C's this morning, guys. The context for life groups, the content of life groups, conversations about life groups, and finally, this is the, this is the all-in moment, commit to a life group, okay? So the context for our groups, Rich mentioned that Jesus is coming again. He's also building his church, and he's also poured out his Holy Spirit so that we have all that we need for the days ahead. And it's within that context that we need our life groups. Our life groups are the, the perfect ground for outworking those massive things that are on the screen there, but they will massively help us to mature into this bride that Jesus is coming back for, full of the Holy Spirit. And William, without knowing it, filled out the rest of the context for our groups section by letting us know that in this family we need to love one another, we need to teach one another, we need to encourage one another, we need to look out to others around us, and we need to make disciples. And again, our life groups, I can't think of a better place that all of those things are going to happen with great gusto. Can I get a very loud amen? Amen. Yes, we're so excited about life groups. That's good. Okay, so... Let's talk a moment about the content of our group. So what do we hope and expect to be happening when we are meeting in our life groups? And I just want to read a little section of this book right here. It's called The Second Reformation. My dad referred to it the other week. It's a very good book. And if you want to know all about life groups, check out this bad boy. But on page 27 of The Second Reformation, another William, yeah, William Beckham. Not to be confused with David Beckham, but this is a great book by William Beckham, another great William. On page 27, I just want to read what it says here about the phrases cell groups, okay? So we use the the word life groups, but cell groups, same thing, home groups, whatever you want to call it, but this is about cell groups. It says, the human body is made up of millions of cells, the basic unit of life. Likewise, cells form the basic unit of the cell church. Believers actively seek relationships with God, each other, and unbelievers in cell groups of 5 to 15 people. Quite specific. We don't, don't worry about that. These relationships stimulate each member to maturity in worship, mutual edification, and evangelism. Looking up, looking around, and looking out. This is community. Built on the principle that all Christians are ministers and that the work of ministry should be performed by every Christian, the cell church actively seeks to develop each disciple into the likeness of Christ. The cell groups are the very forum for ministry, equipping, and evangelism. Cells also cluster together for weekly congregation meetings and celebrations. While these meetings are important, the focus of the church is fixed on weekly cell meetings in homes. The reason? This is where love, community, relationships, ministry, and evangelism spring up naturally and powerfully. Therefore, the life of the church is in the cells, not in a building. The church is a dynamic, organic, spiritual being that can only be lived out in the lives of believers in community. I have a a wonderful idea that 
church on a Sunday becomes more and more about celebrating the wonderful things that God is doing during the week and in our life groups, and that the community happens more and more in the life groups. Not to mean that Sunday is devoid of it, but that we come together having known great community among us during the week, and we come to celebrate those that have been saved and added and taught and learnt and discipled and encouraged during the week, especially in our life groups. So, check out that book if you want to know more about the content of our groups. Also check out this book, the Bible. And in Acts chapter 2, here are some really key verses for us on the content for our groups. So, Acts 2 verses 42 to 47. Why don't you turn to it? It's on the screen, but it's good to look at it in our Bibles as well. If you want a good default for what can I do in my life group, then verse 42 is your best friend, okay? So Acts 2 verse 42, it says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to breaking bread, and to prayer. During the the month of how many times your life group meets, if you cover those four bases, bases, you're on a, a really good you're in a good place in what your life group is is up to. It'll look like various things in all of our groups, I'm sure, but those four things that we unpack the word, that we fellowship together, that we come around the Lord's table together, and that we pray with and for one another, they are four really good keys for us. But it goes on to say that everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common, They sold property and possessions to give to anyone that had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So in our life groups, we would love to see lots of these sorts of things happening. If you just go through, you think, okay, the apostles' teaching. Well, we have something called Word to Life, which is about taking a word that's preached on a Sunday and putting it into practice in our lives. It's very practical with some things to discuss and some other bits and bobs that are going to help us to put the word into practice in our lives. It's taking the word of God, making it really practical. Word to life, okay? Fellowship. I was thinking of a good example of fellowship to me, and one of my favorite types of fellowship is a pub conversation. I love a pub conversation. The kind of topics that come up in a pub conversation, you can't, you can't beat them, in my opinion. You might be able to beat them with something else, but I really enjoy a pub conversation. Oh, what do you think that the Bible means when it says this? Or how are you dealing with this really hot topic issue at work at the moment? You know, whatever it might be. But pub conversations are a great example of fellowship, and there are many, many more. Breaking bread is a really great thing to divvy out among the group and say, this week, Rich, would you lead us in breaking bread? Let's look at the rotor. In a couple of months' time, we're going to be breaking bread on October the something. Would you, would you do it, Rich? Rich is up for it. He's going to lead it. So we can take turns in breaking bread and making sure that we all... Because you know what? The, the table that we come around together, that means something universally to us. 
but it also impacts each of us in, in different ways because of our different lives. And if we can bring something of that to the table and say, look, this is the body and blood of Christ, and this is why I believe it's so important for us, let's share it together, um, then we see our family coming together and, and sharing with one another in that way. So breaking bread, prayer. We can pray together, one-to-one for one another, and we are going to make a more deliberate practice, if you like, of joining together on the first Wednesday of every month to pray and to be in fasting together on that day. Okay, we've had pew for, for quite a while now, and we're going to stick with some of that, but so that you know, for the next, until, at least until the new year, every first Wednesday of the month, we are going to, as a church, be in prayer and fasting together. Okay, so even if there's something else going on, we'll be praying and fasting on the first Wednesday of the month. That also means that, practically speaking, as a life group, that's one where we can all come together to pray together at the building at 7.30 p.m. There's loads of details for you about exactly how that's going to happen. Okay, it's first Wednesday of the month, half seven in the evening, 12 o'clock midday, we will pray and we'll fast together. Signs and wonders. Did you see that? There were signs and wonders. I love about life groups that they are a really good context for learning and growing in moving in gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know, here's a word of knowledge, uh, or I have a faith rising up within me, or um, we need to see a miracle in this situation. And it's therefore a really good context for seeing signs and wonders as we move in gifts of the Holy Spirit, and as the Lord responds, we see signs and wonders in our groups among us. They are some of the best times in life groups. That they had everything in common. Where's that gone? 44. They sold their possessions and property, distributed... Oh, no, that's 45. 44. All the believers were together and held all things in common. We are wonderfully diverse, and as we come together in a life group, we unite around Jesus, and then from that common place, we go into our various workplaces, homes, villages, streets, and we take that unifying factor of Jesus Christ into the hundreds of places that we can impact in our diversity. Every need was met. Baby meal rotors. That is a good way of meeting needs in a life group. And we've known that at various times. And you'll have other examples of how a life group can meet a need that is in the life group. But, you know, sharing our time, our resources, our skills, our, our DIY handiness, which is something that doesn't come so naturally to me. So anyone that's going to be in my life group that's good at DIY, I will appreciate that. But those sorts of things, that needs are met. That we eat together with glad and sincere hearts, coming around the table to eat together, to bless one another by making a meal for others, and to, to be thankful for that, and just to appreciate coming together to eat and to bless one another in that way. That we praise God, 47, praising God. That we give thanks, that we share testimonies, that we give praise to God because of all that he is doing among us. And that we sing together, that we sing songs of praise together. I was really blessed when... Mr. Peter Foster messaged me, saying, I'm going to lead a life group, and it's going to start with two or three worship songs every week. I thought, yes, that's amazing, Pete. A life group that has two or three worship songs at the start, a good way of praising the Lord together, because that's what a life group is all about. And then that we enjoy favor with all. I have another little kind of dream, which is that where all of our life groups are, we would have growing partnerships with the villages and the towns that we're in, 
that when we think, oh, I'd love to bless the community, that there's somebody that's already doing a really good job of that, and we get alongside them to say, you know, we'd love to bless the community too, or there's a village fate coming up, or there's a Christmas, whatever it may be, and we get involved where we are to impact the communities that we live in to see people come to know Jesus in and around our homes in the villages that we are, that we enjoy favor with people in that way. And you know, the result of all this, and this is why it can't just be about us having a holy huddle, but it's got to be outward facing, is that the result is daily addition. It's people coming into the kingdom of God and coming into the family of Jesus, coming into this family that William and I and all of you are so blessed to be a part of. We have to have open hearts and open homes that anyone could come along to be a part of of what we're doing and to know the presence of God as they meet with us. Amen? Does that sound like a pretty good life group? Yeah? Doing all of those things, that would be great, wouldn't it? Okay, well, that's some reasons why I love life groups. Izzy, could you tell me, in a minute or less, why you love life groups? Um, Hi, guys. So I love life group. It's such a fantastic opportunity for us all to gather together again. Don't just have to wait till a Sunday. Um, But... To be honest, with Life Group, I found that I didn't just make friends, but I found family. It's just like what William talked about. It's such a fantastic opportunity to be able to do that. I get excited to gather together. It's, it's amazing. Um, but I have to say that my life is better for having been in a Life Group. So if you're not in one, get in a Life Group. Hi, I'm Keith. Um, why I like Life Group is uh, we get to meet fortnightly. But I'm, I'm part of two, so I get to get it every week. <laughs> greedy, greedy. <laughs> but um, it's great that um, I can learn from other men in the groups that I'm at. Um, so you're learning constantly, you're sharing constantly, you're praying for each other. Um, sometimes when you have a hard w- time at work or school or wherever you go, um, it's good sometimes you bring it to the group and the group will share because the Lord always has an answer for you. And he uses the people in the group to answer the questions that you've already got already. So I like that. And that's why I think it should all be part of a life group. Um, I've been a part of lots of different types of life groups. Life stage ones, location ones, ones which are like most of the church. (laughs) Um, Just in one little group. It's awesome. And I, I think there's lots of great reasons why, but one of which I actually think is that, that you get to fight and see God's testimony rumbling on in, in lives over many times. I mean, Chris, how many times have we seen testimonies in the business life group? Ruth, I've got a notebook of hundreds of things scratched out because we just gathered together and we fought for them and we saw just God just take ground back. And for me, that's such, a, such an amazingly powerful part of life groups and why you should also all join one. <laughs> Starting to sound like a bad ad. <laughs> I don't think there's anything left to say, is there? (laughs) Um, I I had a a really good think about um, life groups. I've been in lots of different ones over the years. Um, I'm currently in an interest group. Um, So it's united by the fact we all like crafting and sewing. Um, It's a very welcoming, lovely space. Um, One of the things I actually was chatting with Mary this morning, and I said, one of the things I remember about um, joining a life group, this is for anybody who's never been in a life group before but one of the things that really struck me was that um, I began to develop a really much more deeper sense of the presence of God 
and what it meant to be a Christian. And there was a, a, there's, a, there's a gap between Sunday mornings, isn't there? You come to church and you go home again. And that, that for me then was like a, this vacuum of emptiness sometimes that was filled by being in a life group because I was suddenly surrounded by a wonderful friendship group of like-minded people who loved the Lord too. And as we sat and we chatted and sometimes we've studied and we've broken bread and all those things, I began to blossom as a Christian and began to, the real life started to happen. So I think real life happens in life groups. Um, we, I love Sunday mornings and I love coming to worship, but real life really happens. And we, we support one another, we encourage one another. Um, yeah, real life happens. We pray for one another. I've experienced that too, all of those things. Life groups are amazing. If you're not in one, you need to be. I've rambled, sorry. Round of applause for all of our four willing volunteers. Uh, we did not plan the you must be in a life group section of that conversation. That just came naturally. So if that's what the people are saying. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.